Hey, it's Pretty Little Grown Men. I'm David Greenwald. I'm Dom Senecola. Hi, everybody. Uh, we have not watched the episode yet. I wanted to just go on and freak out a little bit <laughs> before we watch it. Um, I feel like this episode sort of snuck up on us a couple months ago. We didn't know... We knew something would happen in Season 6. There would be some kind of A reveal. But we didn't know, like everything was going to get wrapped up and this would yeah. basically be, you know, essentially the series finale. You know, everything after this is kind of a bonus. Yeah, I mean, you know, apparently there's there's definitely going to be a seventh season, but there could be more. Um, and everyone's pretty much come out and said, you know, everything's going to change after this. Uh, the, the whole A thing is going to get wrapped up. Which, I mean, do you... I feel pretty confident that's going to happen. I hope so. I, I just keep thinking of, of Charlie Brown and the football, you know, <laughs> and the show has gone out of the way to promise, like, you know, Marlene King went on video and mm. was like, this is it, this is everything, it's all true, you know. So my expectations now, I don't know, I'm feeling nervous. I'm hoping the show can really pull this off and uh, I'm a little bit freaked out to watch this episode. But I just, so I just wanted to get that emotion sort of on the record, and then we can come back after this break and freak out some more. Do you have any final theories or final things that you want um, connected? Well, I mean, you kind of have to take our, our word for it that uh, we haven't watched the episode yet, that uh, um, we've... I was just telling Dave, I have not looked at any social media. I, I posted something on the PLGM uh, Twitter, but I didn't look at any of the timelines. So, and I saw that we had some... Some notifications. I didn't look don't at look, them. Don't I didn't look at them. Okay. Uh, I think that I think a few things. One, I want to I want to say that uh, I don't think Sarah Harvey is a, but I think Sarah Harvey's involved. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I feel like we're gonna get an explanation that is gonna be some version of the books. Um, in that, I think that there's either gonna be some sort of twin or. Um, some sort of changing identity. And I don't know if that means that uh, it's some sort of like transgendered thing or um, uh, or just like a mistaken identity. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there has to be some sort of identity crisis in somebody. Yeah. That A that A is A is not just going to be oh it's this person. It's going to be it's this person plus like this big sort of explanation of who they are. Right. I mean, I think that like of all the possible of all the possible uh, potential for who A is, there's a lot of explanations of who who could be really boring, you know. Right. Like and I feel like that's kind of that leads to truth is is sort of investigating how bored you are by an explanation. Um, <laughs> like when I think of like uh, like who who if someone was who who would be boring if they were A? Like Mona? Mona would be interesting. Yeah? That would be interesting to me. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, I am more interested in the motivation than who A actually is. Because we've kept coming back to this over and over, like, are the liars a distraction? Has this always been about Allison? Yeah. What the hell? Generally, just as like a general thing you can say about the show. Yeah. Um, so I am really curious about how they, once they do the reveal, like, what is the explanation? Because I feel like there's still so many dots to connect, and you know, this is it all has to happen in this one episode. 
And we think we know certain things, and I guess we'll find out for sure if we if we know them or not. Um, but yeah, I'm, everything, I'm excited. Everything gets answered. Everything. Um, so we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to go watch it, and then we'll come back. Okay, bye. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Uh, I just need to say, oh my god. Uh, that was an episode of television. <laughs> um, so, first of all, I think that uh, everyone... Spoilers ahoy. Yes, I mean, <laughs> chances are, if you haven't watched the show yet, uh, you either are waiting for us to tell you exactly what happened, or you already know what happened. Um, and the first thing that we should say is that for the most part, we were fucking right. Yeah, we were actually pretty, <laughs> like, between our multiple theories, we um, we did pretty well uh, in, in guessing who A ended up being, who was Charles, who ended up being Cece, yeah. who was transgender. Yeah. As you predicted, which is unbelievable. I am... What, what made, let's go back, what made you think that there was going to be a trans character? Um, that that was like the logical because that doesn't seem like the obvious answer to me well I think that uh, I I think that I for a long time I was working under the assumption that the the show was going to do uh, sort of a, a version of the book without without copying the book and as okay. we've talked about before in the books A is actually Allie but the Allie that the liars know is Allie's twin sister Right. And that the real Allie is a psychopath. So I, there was always this idea about twins, about about uh, sort of unsure identities. And then when I think that I started thinking that it could possibly be, or that uh, A could possibly be transgender, is when it became pretty obvious that Charles was... The, represent, the representation of A was becoming more man-like was, with Charles. And so I think that... Once everyone starts talking about Charles and A as a as a male figure, you kind of start opening your mind up to that possibility, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where my my mind went because I was always under the assumption that the A reveal has something has something to do with a like a uh, almost like an identity in flux, right? And I knew it had to be CC in some way because. Early on, when we think she's Redcoat and she's running around, like, trying to kill whoever and is foiled, seemingly foiled by Allie or whatever that ha- whatever that plotline was a couple seasons ago. And then later on, Allie's like, oh, no, Cece's been helping me out this whole time. She's totally fine. That seemed like Allie didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, and she gives her this passport and then Cece comes back and clearly did not decide to flee the country. Mm-hmm. Um and as, just, Viv- as Vivian Darkbloom. Yeah, and just seemed to have a whole lot of sketchiness and weirdness going on mm-hmm. with her obsession with Allison and so on, which now we know there was justification for it because she was, in fact, Allison's sibling. Yeah. Um, and then I think that, and I and this is, wasn't on the money, um, but our, our previous Jason Melissa theory kind of played out a little bit because Jason was dating his... his his sister. sister for a while. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then she, uh, you know, goes back to Radley and dump, and dumps him, and never hear he never hears from her again. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh yeah, about that. No big deal. Not weird at all." Mm-hmm. So that's a whole thing. 
Um, um, I guess the other kind of big plotty things that get revealed are that Bethany Young um, kills Toby's mom yeah. and then blames it on young Charles because mm-hmm. she's crazy. And then Mona reveals that she killed Bethany by accident trying to kill Allison. <laughs> that is nuts. Also, I think um, the Mona meeting with uh, Cece that in the dentist's office mm-hmm. when we see someone in the in the hoodie or the coat and it's, it's a person with a blonde that's wig. because Mona's still playing the game. That's Mona and Cece, so yeah. it feels like Mona... That, to me, is like a clearer meeting unless Cece was wearing a mask at that time and Mona didn't somehow get to figure out who that was. But I feel like what Mona actually reveals in this episode is is not necessarily a factual thing. I like that this episode sort of paints Mona as like a pretty unhinged crazy person. Yeah. Which is feels pretty true, I think. So in the light of all this revelation, let's take a step back. Um, uh, there's a few things that I want to point out that were not resolved. Um, but one thing is that... Uh, I think that points clearly to the fact that we don't know everything there is to know about Mona, um, and maybe we'll never know. Maybe that's we're just you know moved beyond that now. But um, is that so? Cece obviously so Mona was planning her own death with Cece, right? What do you mean? In like this, Mona like was... they were all supposed to blow up together in this? No, 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 no. When Mona died, died. Oh, okay. Yes. You know. Yes. So when Mona was in the dollhouse. Was Mona in on it or not? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because yeah, apparently yeah. Mona was planning her own death, as she told Mike. She's planning her own death with who we now know was Cece, and that the grand plan, I think, was for Cece to uh, get out of the country with Allie? Or was that it? I don't know. So, there, so I can't remember. We'll have to go back and figure this out, but... Um, Mona's whole plan was to fake her own death, which which through a number of steps would lead to Allie find, being clear. Finding out who... Well, she, what she told Mike was she was going to find out who A was and solve this and like be the savior, oh. which obviously was not what happened. Right. And so then Mona is attacked by someone that we now know had to have been Cece. Maybe it was Sarah. Could have been. Either way, Mona knew who the her attacker was. Yes. Was had the sort of the the paralyzer serum or whatever that we saw Mr. D and Jason with in this episode to sort of give the appearance that she was dead. Right. Then she's taken to the dollhouse, tortured. I mean, Mona is this huge loose end here because if she was interacting with Cece and Radley. There's the Alley story of the night that she was uh, attacked, in which Mona kind of sends her on her merry way, which is a story that Cece would have gleaned from Mona in some way, right? Yeah. I don't know what that... It wouldn't have helped her track Allie down, but... Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, so Allie was on the run for a couple of years because she thought somebody was trying to kill her. Yeah. Mona knew yeah. she was alive. Um, but so... Cece gives the impression that she wasn't sure that Allie was alive. She didn't know she, she was, was alive. She was trying to draw her out yeah. by attacking the liars. So the liars were this distraction the whole time. Right. I feel good about that instinct. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
she couldn't seem to stop just like fucking around with him because she became this like depraved uh i don't know masochist or i mean something maybe the the way to think about that sadist is, that's the word i'm yeah. looking for <clears throat> because it does seem like the involving the liars to the extent that they were involved goes past the point of distraction especially after Allie's already out in the open right it was it was something to do because it was i don't know why can't you just like move to a new city and get a regular job yeah i mean is this what let, uh, let's go let's like step even further back yeah. let's take this gigantic step back what are the themes what are the morals that we're supposed to take away from this because obviously there's all this sort of unspooled thread of like ren's involvement at radley you know, of all these, these varying boys who were involved, of the murders of the NAT club, of who was involved with that, be it Mona or Sarah Harvey, um, who, of course, was too good to be true. Of course. Um, of course, wasn't actually like, oh, yeah, I just fell for Emily's beauty, and, like, clearly that was that, that was yeah. what was going to happen. Although evil, evil Sarah Harvey is not very convincing. Not at all. Um, I also, uh, before we forget... Uh, uh, Spencer can now um, dismantle uh, explosives. Yeah. So yeah. maybe in five years she'll be working for the police department next to Toby. It could be. Maybe they'll be a SWAT team together. I would watch the fuck out of that show. Also, the silliest moment of this episode, and in fact possibly the entire series, was when they walk into A's secret lair, or A's brain, as the liars call it. And of course it's like... This fucking hologram projector, it's super sci-fied out. It's, like, this whole gigantic, like, tablet technology <clears throat> shit that, like, 100% does not exist in the PLL-verse. And it really, like, sort of... It didn't ruin the episode, but it just felt super fucking silly. And I couldn't understand <clears throat> why it wouldn't just be, like, a laptop and a couple of uh, couple of TV monitors. Right. Like, did... like we've seen throughout the entire rest of the series. I mean, it was such a... The, show, the episode was already jarring uh, because they had so much to get through. Right. So it was already... Uh, it, it already felt... As soon as the episode started, we we're already just, like, anxious with... Um, and just trying to absorb as much as we can. And then you bring the liars into... Um, yeah, it was like it was like a bad Star Trek set. I mean, I hate to like nitpick it, but it was so weird and it so was. like unexpected and random. I mean, is it supposed to be like this is how CC has been all knowing this whole time because she has like the superior future technology with her like stock market millions or whatever? Yeah, I guess the only explanation is that CC is a secret genius. Uh, well, A was always a genius, so CC is a genius and therefore made all this money. And and you have to just assume that anyone that you ever thought was a red herring or put in the liar's way was hired by CC. Right, right. Um, so she had boundless money. Right. Uh, and... You know, but, nothing else to do. Right. But, I mean... Although, yeah. I don't know, I mean... There's there's not really much we can do until um, the series comes back to see what's going to see what else they start to reveal because they're not going to totally disengage. What if they just, did? I feel like they kind of will. I feel like they're just going to be like, "That was it. We're not going to give you two more hours of like fucking going through every sort of millimeter of the story." Well, then they then they really did leave out large 
parts of the story all along. I mean, I don't think, unless I don't think crucial parts. Like, I feel very cathartic about this ending, yeah. about the reveal, about the twist that CC was Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. See, all of that I think works. Um, yeah, it does. I don't need to know about every single detail of it, and I wonder if we would go back and watch it, knowing CC is A, and CC was working with Sarah Harvey, and so on. Uh, the Shauna stuff didn't really make sense. No. She was just, like, a character, and then she dies. Yeah. So she sort of zooms in and out. And then I guess you got to assume that... And I think this is what this episode does um, in sort of a... In a way to sort of cover its own ass, which is it makes a clear distinction between the first two seasons... When Mona was a yes, and then the rest of the show, and so it's basically saying anything that mattered in those first two seasons, that all has to do with Mona being a right. And now from this point on, so like NAT Club, Melissa, Ren, all that stuff, right? That all has to do with Mona, right? But why was there not? You know what this episode needed was one sh- one sequence of this story time where CC was like, um, I knew there was video of that night. And I had to get it, or I had to silence the people who knew the real story of yeah. what happened. Da da da. But it seems like Cece didn't know that Allie was pulled out of the grave and all this stuff. And th- she there was, didn't. There's video of Allie coming out of the of the hand coming out of the grave. There is. Yeah, isn't there? No, wasn't that, so. wasn't no, that Mrs. like Mrs. Greenwald pulled her out? But wasn't there like a pivotal? Wasn't there like a video where you see the grave or whatever, and then a hand comes out of it? Wasn't that one of like the found footage things? No, 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 that was just a cutscene. But I think the closest we got to any uh, video was uh, Melissa's account. Uh huh. Yeah, and then her. So then, yeah. So then Melissa is innocent. Melissa just saw some shit that she misinterpreted. Right. Ren is just a guy. Who happens to work at Radley too? Well, he probably, probably was hired by he's probably hired by CC yeah. to do some stuff. And then and then and I don't know if we, I don't think we missed anything, but Mrs. Durentis' death was not explained. No, her death is totally not explained. She's just like dead. In unless the back it's, of the house. unless it's assumed, yeah, either something happened. The place where where CC finds her is really strange. Well, and the cops position it as a murder. They don't say she had a heart attack. Right. Was she poisoned? Uh, was there like a rat? Was that like the rat poison thing? Oh, I can't. I can't. You know, viewers at home, I'm sorry. I can't remember because there's too many goddamn characters. You're right. The, the, but there was the rat that poison. There was. Was that? But was that Mrs. D? Is that how she died, or was that another character? Maybe that's how Mrs. D died. Yeah. Who would have killed I Mrs. Don't know. D? I mean, none of this explains the Ian Melissa marriage. I'm. You know, the rushed. The rushed marriage. And they're like weird baby situation. I mean, I think it feels to me like there's this missing piece where Cece was also after all the NAT people. Yeah. And or Mona was or someone was. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really get laid out in this episode in part because those characters are dead and it sort of doesn't matter. Right. Um, but it matters to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm curious. Because you want to fill out this. I mean, you want to fill out this whole timeline now. And not just it's just, I mean, really, the episode did a really good job. The episode was what I thought it was going to be, which is just a long story about how everything happened. Right. And it covered a lot of ground. It brought up a lot of stuff that you wanted it to bring up. Just sort of like you know, it's like as soon as any of the liars show sympathy, everyone else is like, remember when she, you know, like ran through your fucking 
living room with her car and and Cece's response of course is like but she's not dead like yeah she's fine yeah. also uh the drunk mom detective agency uh their headquarters is now in the De Laurentiis' basement yeah where still, they've been for five years yeah still trapped <laughs> still trapped um one thing that I thought was weird was A's endgame like capture her family and Allie bring them to Radley blow up the Karasimi group for yeah. some reason or just blow up Bradley somehow. But they were in the... Well, that was weird. Actually, that didn't make sense. Because they're in the cell in the Karasimi group building. No, 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 no. They were at Radley. How do... So the, so the liars went to uh, uh, CeCe's secret, uh, you know, sci-fi headquarters. And they, they, they got an alert that there was motion detected... Uh, somewhere, and they looked at it, and they're like, oh, that's at Radley. Uh-huh. And so then... Oh, they, and then they peace out of the room. They escape the room so that they can go over to Radley to get Allie. But Radley's just, like, right there? Yeah, they they made it... They hop, skip, and jump across town. It seemed really <laughs> awkward. That seemed really awkward. It's just like... <laughs> they got over there pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, that was sort of sloppy. I mean, I think this episode needed to be, like... It needed to be a double-size episode. It needed to be, like, the two-hour series finale type thing. I'm not sure why it wasn't longer. Um, I yeah. am excited about... I mean, we've talked about like what happens after this all gets revealed, and to me it's like, this is a pretty clean cut, and they're going to jump into this five years later scenario where something bad has happened and the liars need to get together again. I mean, we were sort of hoping, right, that it would be this sort of Gilmore Girls chill-out phase, mm-hmm. and the liars would just get to be grown-ups dealing with adulthood, I think we're going to, I guess we'll, it'll be interesting to see if we flash back and we see how they dealt with like this huge traumatic period of their lives or if it's just going to pop ahead and they're going to be fully formed adults and the show will sort of uh, rob us of that time. In and a they're, way. <clears throat> they're just going to be adults with different haircuts. and uh, Yeah, they, have, they all have new haircuts, so you know that they're Maybe older. some of them have different last names, like Allie, apparently, Mr. Mrs. Mullins? Mrs. Rollins. Rollins, yeah. She marries Henry Rollins. <laughs> uh, they have thick-necked babies. Um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I... It did feel rushed, because I didn't... I, I did feel like the episode was good enough just ending on uh, a resolution to the A story. They didn't need to show the girls awkwardly saying goodbye. Yeah, they heading off to college. They didn't need to show... Do the little... Sp- the, the the teaser for five years ahead, like all that felt so rushed and so inconsequential that I it it seems like just spend some extra time giving things a nice emotional resolution, right? You know, and and yeah, there's there's <clears> no <throat> chance for them there's no chance to sort of catch the catch, have them catch their breaths and have like the liars like sitting in a room together just like processing. Yeah. Just, like, dealing with it, which mm-hmm. we're doing right now on this yeah. podcast. Like, that would have been a really powerful scene to have and have the boyfriends there, potentially. Like, who knows? I mean, one thing that's cool about the time jump is, so far, we've just seen the five of them. Mm-hmm. So it could be a brand new cast. It could be a complete wipe. You know, it could be people come back. So that's that's an, that's a cool thing way to go about it, I guess. Um, it's also a way to potentially just, like, zip fits from the show yeah, yeah you know because he's off fucking to, hope so he's off to thailand what about jenna right 
What about the Jenna thing? Well, Jenna and Toby, you know, both of them. But why the like, Jenna thing? Yeah, I think the Jenna thing the, again. Like, it's just sort of like it gets lumped into the idea that it was the Jenna thing. Nothing. It was the Jenna thing was resolved when Mona. It was revealed that Mona was a, and then after Allie came back, Mona and Mona was like, you know, creating her her nerd army. Right. She was she was still working with Cece. Right. Because Mona said that she still wanted to play the game. Right. So that whole time, all the all those people that we thought were you know, it was all Mona's doing. Yes. And she was working with Cece the whole time. Right. But so when Jenna and rando water polo lady water sports lady were like we're gonna like pretend to be allison's uh assistant so she doesn't do something bad to us that whole thing was just like a weird sequence of Allie being a bad character basically for three episodes yeah and mona was when mona was telling the liars yeah it's Allie who's a clinical psychopath a clinical sociopath and then they're like, oh, Mona, of course we believe you. I don't know. Mona's just like, I wanted some kind of cool resolution for her. Because it does feel like she's been through a lot. And she, like, not that she has a good heart per se, but it does feel like <clears throat> she was in this situation. She was bullied. She's trying to find her way out of it. She went to an extreme, right? Yeah. And you could say the same thing about Cece. Right. Um, and I don't know if the show really gives us, like, a healthy resolution or really any kind of thematic closure to those ideas. It's like Mona's just like, Oh, I killed a person too, just just so you know. Yeah, and then and then, it's just and then not Spencer is like, Don't don't worry about it. She, yeah, she had it coming. It's chill. She killed a person too, so we're all clear. It's just like the weird I don't know. It just the show has been so good about having like showing the effects of trauma and showing real uh, sort of moral catharsis or lessons or whatever you know and this episode doesn't necessarily do that it just showcases this character who had bad things happen to her um and when she was a boy you know as a young child um and so it's this misunderstood character but then she like responds to that in the most fucked up way do you so so this is something that um and I, I almost want to see reactions on social media first of anybody who's willing to talk about this. Um, I, I haven't formed any conclusions. I feel like I need to think about this more. But to take like a really broad step back, what do you think about the fact that the the main villain that we've been waiting uh, six years for? Right is at this time in American society a right. transgendered character. Right. I mean, I think this is going to be a And big, the only transgender character in the, on, the, on show. the show. I I think this is going to be a big point of critique for the show, honestly, because I think people are going to look at this and be like, "Why did you choose to demonize this character?" Because it's not like this character sort of was in a situation and was pushed to a limit and fought back. Like she becomes this like manipulative, intensely evil character who, like, defends herself and says, oh, well, I didn't actually kill any of your friends, but, like, you know, five or six other people have died. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people have been killed on this show. So it does... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I need to think about it a little more, too, because it is done in such a shade of gray type way. 
Um, but I do think the show is going to take some flack for it. Yeah. It's, and I, it, I wonder if that was the thought from day one, six years ago. It's just one of these things where it's like the world has changed around the show. Yeah. And so now, like, all these things that happen in the show, like, we just see, like, this fake Instagram for the first time ever mm-hmm. in the last episode. Yeah. So it's like all these things that sort of would force the show into change were, are kind of left off. And one of those things is how society is dealing with transgender rights. And it seems, I mean, I think the one way you could look at it is that, um, first of all, Mona is the more destructive force. You, you could say that Cece is the smarter one, but Mona is the more destructive one. Right. Uh, and so maybe Mona, Mona is a worse villain than Cece, but... Right. Well, and also, Sarah Harvey, who, from what we do know, she does disappear. She's gone for two years. She disappears mm-hmm. the same night that Allie disappears mm-hmm. and that Cece goes back to Radley. Did Cece doesn't give the impression of knowing her at that time. Yeah. Right? It seems like she got she started using it's her not, later. It's not explained how they how they meet up. Right. So that whole origin story is like a weird thing and I bet there's more blackmail involved or you know, that's just another thing where it's like, had this episode been another forty minutes, that seems like this huge missing chunk of the story. Yeah, if 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 Cece had more story that would legitimately give the liars enough time to get across town to Radley. Um I <clears throat> I think that if you consider the morality that is put forth when Spencer tells Mona that it's okay that she killed Bethany because Bethany killed uh, Toby's mom, then you can legitimately look at the reveal that uh, Charles is transgendered by through like through the lens of that kind of morality, which is that everything that Charles ever did, CC ever did, is justified in the way that society and the people that loved her the most were treating her. Uh Uh-huh. Which, of course, isn't true. Right. Because she did some really heinous fucking shit. Right. Well, I guess the whole, you know, the underlying theme of the show, or one of them is always, if you lie, bad things will happen, and you will get caught in it. It's not a solution. Yeah. It's a toxic it's a toxic idea. And the fundamental lie of the show is that Charles is dead, is that, you know, Charles that Cece um couldn't be who she wanted to be publicly. Mm-hmm. And so having to keep that secret, having to lie, turned her into this toxic character. Yeah. And it, so all the fundamental pain of the show comes out of that <clears throat> sort of original sin. Yeah. So, I mean, we can take away from that, like, let people be honest, like, be accepting of people. Um, but, I don't know, it felt like a weird way to kind of get at that idea. So, when they come back, they're not going to be liars anymore. They've learned. They might be pretty little honest young women. Pretty little grown women. I'm sure, but well, that'll be the big question, like... If you look at this show from more of an, an English major type literary, or you know, like a literary type pr- perspective, like what are going to be the the sort of thematic concerns of this new sequence? Is it going to be about the same issues of lying and identity <clears throat> and friendship and loyalty and how we choose our loyalties and so on? Well, I think so because I think that 
if, and I still think the show is about this, especially with the time jump, is and the willingness to sort of put behind the sh almost the show's whole reason for being and just give it to hand the show over to the characters. Hopefully, like the teaser for next uh, for the next half of the season makes it seem like they're gonna steep it in just as much like thrillerish elements as before and as much like you know like the uh, mystery and all that kind of stuff. But if but I think the still sh is the show is still about um, growing up and the horror of growing up and and but I think then if you add the whole idea of of the the this destructive nature of lying is that in order to become an adult and become uh, grow into who you think is your true self or how you want to present yourself to the world until you die as an adult is that it involves lying. But it's more—it's more of a manipulative line. You have more control of it. You understand how to lie. You understand how to present yourself to only provide notions of yourself in order to have people see you the way that you want them to see you. Sure. You know, it's sort of—it's like a more sophisticated form of lying. And I think that when you become an adult, you understand—you understand lying better, and you have more practice at it. And maybe uh -huh. that's what the show is going to be about now—is like the fact that these girls. They're adults, they've matured, they've learned a lot, they've gone through all this trauma, they've come out of it. They're still liars. Right, right. Are they? Are they? <laughs> Are well, they? I, I look forward to finding out. Um, I feel pretty satisfied by this ending. I am really happy that they figured out a way to give us a serious villain that felt cathartic and powerful and still had a twist. Um, so okay, so I'm I'm before, pretty happy. <clears throat> before yes, we go, ahead. and I don't want to I don't want to belabor this point because I think that either neither one of us have thought this through, but um, if it was just Cece, yeah, you know, well then it's, it, be, it becomes the an issue. Well then it becomes an issue of motive, you know. I guess that's true. And I think we need we need Cece to be Charles for the motive to exist. And Mona, the thing is, the motive is explained if you th think more about Mona as A. Yeah. You know, because Mona really hated Allison and then really hated the liars. And um, I think there's definitely, like, a second viewing to be done knowing about Mona and Cece and trying to, like, untangle a bit more mm -hmm. of, like, who was A when. Because I think I've always been, like, suspicious of that, of, like, was it really Mona? Did she do all that stuff? What about all these other people? Um, and so now we've been told pretty straightforwardly, like, yes, it was. Yeah. So I think that would make it worth watching, w worth going through again and thinking about it from that angle. Oh, uh, well, let's, let's just get those drunk detective moms out of the, uh, out of the basement. They'll escape someday. So they, so they can, <laughs> maybe that's what the new series will be about. Um. Where's our moms? Uh. Spinoff. Uh, yeah. let us know what you thought of this madness. Uh, on Twitter at PLGM Podcast. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll we're still going to keep recording. Yeah, um, we we will continue with season six B, and I'm sure we'll find uh, some things to talk about the rest of this summer and fall. Yeah, we uh, we do uh, want to have Andrew on our friend Andrew uh, to talk about technology stuff. He can talk about the weird Star Trek hologram. I know. Seriously, I was trying to come up with a list of technologies. 
uh, to debunk, and this episode just like filled out the rest of the list. I mean, this so ep- this is this is the episode where like CC is basically like, oh yeah, I'm actually Bruce Wayne. Like <laughs> I just have this unlimited income and all this crazy technology that you didn't know about for six years, and you know, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in. For those of you who've watched Wet Hot American Summer, the TV show, there's a scene, there's a really great joke involving an iPhone, and that's kind of what this sequence made me think of, like this technology that like should not be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's going to come back and um, tend to all that stuff. This is, it'll be fun to, it'll be fun to think about, especially with our concerns over, not our concerns, our fascination over the weird universe that Pretty Liars occupies. Yes. Um, obviously, uh, Allie, <laughs> it was fun. I think that the, the liars saying goodbye and going to college or wherever they're going, apparently Emily's going to Pepperdine and Arya's going to go out to L.A. and uh, Hannah's going to go live with Caleb in New York. We don't really know where Spencer went. She's just doing whatever. She's just chilling. Um, and then Allie decided to stay behind in her... And become a teacher. Her house coat. Yeah. Uh, she went school marm pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, where all that goes. And we'll, <clears throat> we'll save and talk for other things that we like for another podcast because we have some time to fill between now and then. Yes. Um, we can talk about Fantastic Four next week. Oh, I have yet to see it. Did, oh, man. did you see Ex Machina? Yes. What did you think of that? Oh, I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I think I I also really enjoyed it, but I want to see I want to talk to you about the thing I was talking about last. Okay. Time. Yeah, let's let's come back to that one. Okay, so stay tuned for other other stuff that we like. Well, until next time. CC is a uh. bitches. <laughs> <laughs>